Welcome to ECP Viewpoints, a podcast from Cooper Vision, where we're bringing better vision to the world. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the ECP Viewpoints podcast. I'm Dr. Jennifer Palambi, and I am the Senior Manager of Professional Education and Development here at Cooper Vision. Today's topic is long-term planning, which is such a critical part of our success in practice. And I am joined by two experts in that area, Dr. Brianne Forlidi and Dr. Matthew Green, both of whom are best practices honorees from this previous year. So thank you both so much for joining us. I'm so glad to have you here today. Oh, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So like, as I said, our topic today is long-term planning. And, you know, it was so interesting when the three of us had an opportunity to chat this, um, as we were looking at what a conversation around long-term planning could be, the thing that really struck me was that both of you went out looking for solutions on this front and actually hit upon the same one, although you've implemented it a little bit differently in each of your practices. And so I can't wait to dive into that. First, let's just start with the basics. Tell us a little about yourselves and your practice and what made you start looking for a solution that would help you kind of plan, not just for next month, next year, but really for the long-term for your practices. Brianne, could we start with you? You wanna give us a little bit of background on that? Sure. My name is Brianne Ferletti, as she mentioned. I am currently the sole owner of a practice that is 43 years old. I'm a second generation optometrist. And so I was coming into the clinic that I'd been, I'd grown up in my whole life, but currently I'm um, stepping in as the owner and CEO. So I was looking for a way to figure out how to plan and move forward and carry on this, you know, legacy <laughs> that I'm taking over. So I was digging in and looking for ways to kind of help me organize my thought it, thoughts and make a good plan and kind of keep things moving. And we found the book Traction. We had it already kind of like a, a skeleton of leadership team. So I had some people in place around me. So we read the book together and spent some time digging in and just going through each step, figuring out that we have the right people employed and in the right spots and then started making some big plans. We start with like a big 10 year plan and then it just breaks it down into smaller chunks by like five years, three years, one year, and then even quarterly. So really helped kind of focus our attention at the things that we're going to move the needle towards our long-term goals. What did it look like? And as we said, you both hit on the same solution with this book traction. What did it look like in your office, man? Well, you know, I think I started the same way. So I've been that my current, I've been doing this for 20 years and I started a new office about 10 years ago. And it's always been kind of a ground up operation where I tried to kind of manage the whole operation as best I could. And especially when you're really small, you have to do that. But as you start to grow and, I, you know, my passion is always taking care of people. And I think that alone allowed me to grow. But I felt myself hitting a roadblock after a time because I, I was pulled in so many different directions trying to do so many things. And I wasn't doing anything really well. <laughs> I could still take care of patients well, so we were kind of making it. But uh, as we grew, the systems became harder and things would fall through the cracks and it just wasn't getting done as well as it wanted to. So I was really just looking for other solutions to kind of get better organized and not to have to do everything myself. And that's hard as an owner to step back and give up anything that you feel like you kind of figured out over time. But I will tell you, the, the more I've been doing this and the the longer I've been doing it, I, I learned more and more that I don't know everything. <laughs> I, I learned more and more that <laughs> what I thought I knew, it wasn't exactly right. And so learning to see things a different way and operating with a different mindset was hard. But uh, but that's where the same tool that uh, Brand talked about uh, has kind of helped me. It's got a whole series of, of 
basic guidelines that can be applied, not just to eye care, but all different kinds of businesses. But it's actually kind of really helped me get organized and really focus on kind of long-term planning. That's fantastic. And I think you probably hit upon something that just about anyone listening here can relate to. I think we all graduate from optometry school fully prepared to be the clinicians we want to be and get a little bit surprised that we're actually suddenly jacks of all trades. (laughs) You know, that there are so many different things that maybe we weren't quite as prepared for moving into practice. And so the fact that you, that both of you went out and found a formal system to really help you kind of manage this and do the best you can with the people that you have in the setting that you have, I think is fantastic. And one of the things we talked about, I know when we chatted this before was something that Brian, you've already kind of alluded to, and that is finding the right people in the right roles and sort of setting up those leadership opportunities, even within your staff, that this is a very much an all practice activity. And another thing I found interesting as we talked about it was that you both sort of implemented this same concept, this concept you got from the Traction book in different ways and that Matt has software and Brienne, you do not. So Brienne, what does it look like in your practice? Like how did you take the concepts that you learned in this book and put them into practice in everyday use in terms of where you involve staff and who you put in charge of who? And I guess tell us a little bit about how that implementation looked in your practice. So I think it's such a neat contrast to Matt's. Just like when we come out of optometry school, not everyone comes into our um, clinic Uh, as far as staff goes, ready for leadership. And so that was kind of fun to kind of weed out through some stuff and find out who's interested and who kind of rose to the top when we're looking at different things. So some people are just super excited about digging in and making plans and how can we achieve these goals and finding those people to come alongside me was really kind of exciting. (laughs) Uh, And they're so into it. We have like I said, our whole leadership team read the book together. And so we kind of just walked through it together. We sit down and have quarterly meetings offsite. It's myself and there's usually six of us. So we have like a, a tech manager, an optical manager, patient relations, and then like the rest of like a clinic manager and an administrative person. And so we get together and we kind of drummed up this whole big, you know, 10 year plan of where we wanted to be in 10 years. We looked at all the statistics for where we are now. And said, where do we want to be in the future? And then, you know, as we kind of broke it down based off of, you know, a five-year, like, into smaller pieces, uh, we bring that plan back then to our uh, our whole staff in a, in a staff meeting. We meet, like, twice a month as a full staff. And so when we come back from, like, a quarterly retreat, say, we rerun the meeting, um, they have, like, a meeting plan, how to run effective meetings as part of the book as well. So we, we use the, the template that they have. And go through step by step. And we, we tell them what our rocks are for the current quarter. What are the big things that we're working on? What the goals are, the numbers that we want to get, and how that kind of correlates to our long-term plan. And then each each department kind of reports on how they're doing, what their numbers are at, what what in some of it isn't even numbers. Some of it is just, you know, rearranging things or getting, you know, a better training protocol or because that's going to help us in the long run if we have the right people doing the right things. So we talk about it every two weeks at our all staff meeting. And then weekly as a leadership team, we meet over lunch and we're, we're just kind of checking in and saying, how are we doing? Are we on track? Who's, you know, spearheading this goal? Are we moving in the right direction? So we have our, um, you know, fingers on the pulse of it a lot. That's fantastic. And then when you come together for the next quarterly meeting, I assume you're kind of coming in with information for how far you got on each of those things so you can adjust as yeah. you the goal is that we complete our items by the end of the quarter. And it really works well because by the end of the quarter, you kind of lose steam, you know, 
they're like, oh, okay, I've been working on the same goal. Or you know that there's like a, a deadline coming up and we all work a little harder towards deadlines and say like, oh, we better get this done. And then we're ready to like dig in fresh to like a new exciting goal or adventure and like kind of renewed excitement. I love thinking of it as a new adventure every time you reset quarterly. That's fantastic. So Matt, I know when you, the, some, the fundamentals, of course, are the same because we're working from the same system, but you use a software platform to help support the long-term planning and then also involve different leaders throughout your practice to help implement that and keep that going. So how does it look in your practice by comparison, you know, the you know, planning? I think Brian hit the nail on the head for, for all of kind of the, the basics. And I kind of did the same thing. We, we took our whole leadership team offsite. And also before this, I didn't really have a, a quote unquote leadership team. I had people doing things, uh, but based on this, I brought some people together and and developed a kind of a we call it the accountability chart. But kind of how how things flow through the office from information to making the person below you accountable. But that that was probably the biggest area I was lacking was being able to hold other people accountable in positions across the office, and and no one felt like they were really kind of in charge or able to do that. So we rolled it out. We did the same thing. We set ten year goals, which then broke down into three-year goals, then one-year goals. And, you know, Brand mentioned rocks, which if you're not familiar, that's just kind of our 90-day goals. And that's a, even a lot of studies have shown that you can really focus something really well for about 90 days. And so we really just pick our core issues. So we do the same thing as far as we, we have a quarterly management meetings. We do, um, we do a once-a-year off-site retreat. We're actually taking the leadership team to Panama in February to do our, our next big one. Um, but so we can make it fun and make it bonding and make it interactive. But that team really becomes your your confidants because they they are in charge of everything else. And so you really kind of foster that relationship with your team and, and it's worked really well. And to, to communicate all of that through a through a bigger group. And I have, I think brand is larger than I am, but we have 20, I think 21 staff plus doctors. It's starting to become kind of cumbersome. And how do we how do we get the word out of what we're doing and what my job is and what your job is. And we try to be very transparent in everything that we do in the office. They know our numbers, they know everything. And they all, they all know that if we accomplish our goals, then they're going to grow along with us. And so it's been kind of exciting. So we, we instituted a software based on the, the traction, or if you hear the term EOS, EOS is the entrepreneurial entrepreneurial operating system, which uh, traction kind of teaches. And that's based off of another book called Scaling Up. So there's, I think there are other systems out there. So I don't know that there's one that's the magical system, but it's the one that kind of seemed to resonate with us the best. But I think the key is to kind of pick a system and use that as your tool to kind of accomplish your goals. Um, and so within this 90.io is the system I use. There's traction tools and a few others. But it's based off of this concept of accountability and issues and, and actually breaks down how do we handle the issues. And so we, we focus on some core issues and really try to knock out those issues um, in our level 10 meetings is what we call them. So very organized meetings. I used to be so anti-meeting as an optometrist because what did that mean? That means I wasn't seeing patients. So I wasn't making money right that second. So I was so against, you know, just having meetings that would take away from me being able to take care of patients. But then I'm realizing that, man, I can take such better care of patients if we can have our systems organized, if we're communicating effectively as a team, you know, we're holding people accountable for, you know, the, the good that they do. And it's, it's not just about correcting the bad. It's about making sure that they understand that we care about them as people and that, we appreciate them and that we're all a team working the same, you know, toward the same goal. And we lay out our goals, what our, what our mission statement is, what our core values are, what sets us apart as an office that's different than everyone else. And so you kind of communicate that first to the leadership team and then 
that is communicated throughout the staff. So we've used that that tool to help us. So all of my staff now can log in and they can look at what their goals are and kind of where they are. And I can look in to see, you know, if they've chucked off goals or, you know, are we, are we waiting to the very last moment? And I need to follow up maybe because they have a goal to do next week. And so, um, and generally it's not me following up, but I'll talk to uh, my, my next in line. Who's another doctor. I'm the, what they call the visionary. And I think a lot of doctors are in this role. You know, we, we have all these great ideas, but it's not always smart to put everything in place at one time. So you need somebody that can actually operationally figure out what of your ideas we want to implement right this moment and what might need to wait for 90 days. And so that's a, it's just a system that keeps all of that very organized in one spot. Um, but again, this is not the only, the only system out there, but uh, we have, we lay out our core values, our focus, our 10 year targets, our marketing strategy, and it's all kind of laid out within the system. That's great. I mean, to have that roadmap so far, you know, so far in advance, a 10 year goal that you're working almost backwards from in terms of figuring out, okay, now what are the steps that would take to get us there? So I assume then for both of you, that becomes a big part of even as you're determining those 90 day rocks, how does that move the needle towards that 10 year goal that we originally set out, set out to plan? So I think it's neat. And the fact that it is you're talking about involving the staff and, and their areas of responsibility gives them ownership too of the success of the practice, I imagine there's a, a fairly significant sort of personal pride then in getting things going and, and and meeting those goals and moving the needle themselves, right? I think our leadership team has really, you know, just thrived in that sense of kind of just being really clear. And even I think bringing on new employees, it's been so nice because I feel like there was some sort of comfort in the world of unknown that we've been living in <laughs> for the last few years to like walk into a place and be like, oh, they have a plan oh, you know, we're, this is how we organize things. Oh, this is, you know, there's a clear protocol. There's this, there's, you know, they, they meet, they communicate. I understand that, you know, they're meeting and, and making plans, but I know that by next Tuesday at our meeting, it's going to be communicated to us. So, you know, it's not like they're leading us in the dark and we don't know where we're going and they know our core values. And so there's been a lot of people that we've you know, as far as like hiring and bringing people on and they have just said, we appreciate so much what you stand for. And it's just so clear and laid out. So that's been like a side benefit to some of this as well. It's an important side benefit because I'll tell you what, one of the things that I hear most frequently now, especially coming out of the COVID pandemic is staffing concerns, staffing issues. How do we find them? How do we retain them? So to have staff come in and immediately recognize that this is a place they want to be because there's such a robust system in place. That's a, like you say, it's it's almost like a fringe benefit, but such a significant one, particularly in our current environment. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, Matt. No, that's what I was going to say. Exactly. Is that now that we have our core values, which I think I've kind of known in the back of my mind, but to write them out very precisely and then make sure that the people you hire are in line with your core values. We have found that we actually, when we implemented the system, we actually lost a couple of people that they just didn't quite get it. And really looking at it, they they weren't in line with our core values. Now the new people we're hiring, we, we judge them or try, not judge them, but we evaluate them based on their what their own core values are to make sure that they're in line with us. Like we, we have a, a growth mindset. So I need, I want someone who is all about learning and getting better, uh, always growing, always evolving. They know that my office is not going to be the same today as it will be in 90 days or, or next month. So expect change, expect growth, you know, so get people from the outset that are kind of in that same mindset that you are, I think it is really helped in a lot of other ways too. 
I think when you can get those core values like down into some concrete things, we explain to people when we're hiring or even when we walk our staff through decisions we make that we base all of our decisions on these core values. Like this is who we are. This is what we believe. And these, you know, these are the things that are going to drive our choices. So as you're working on this project or as you're, you know, tackling this issue or goal, keep in mind that we would make these choices or we would operate based off of this operating system. So I think, again, it gives people freedom within the constructs of like, this is who we are. As long as I stay true to this, I can um, make these choices or, you know, go in this direction. So there's one thing I want to ask about, because both of you have have commented specifically that when you meet with your leadership team for those quarterly meetings or beyond, you go off site. And so what what have you found? I think there's a natural thing to be like, whatever, we're all in the same office at the same time. We'll just get together. So what, I guess, leads to that? What what are the advantages of just kind of stepping away and going off site? I know we didn't talk about this before, but I'm locking in on it now. I think it's an interesting thing that you both made a point of of noting that, hey, the big meetings happen off site. Panama even. Wish I could go to that one. (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, going somewhere else just gives you a chance to um, step away from the daily distractions of business because, you know, oh, there might be something that comes up or, oh, someone has a question about this. And so it's kind of distracting. And so getting in a different setting can kind of put you in a different mindset. It can be, I think it's just a whole different perspective. Go ahead, Matt. I didn't mean No, to- I was going to say, I think the same thing. I think you, you think a little bit differently and, and even that extra bonding, because I mean, in addition to just you, you know, sitting down and really working through the issues, you're, you've got that camaraderie and, and you're, you're going out and you're really getting to know people. And we do a lot of culture things like really get to know this person. What do you, what do you really want in your future 20 years from now? How can you picture yourself? You know, how do you want to retire? You just, it really develops a great bonding between the team. And then, yeah, we may meet, we meet weekly, but at the end of the day, you know, those big quarterly ones, I think is where the rubber hits the road and we get so much done. The, uh, they call it IDS, but it's uh, identified, discuss, solve is the system that we kind of use to, to, to solve problems. And it's been a game changer because before in meetings, it'd be back and forth and debate. And, and this person would say something and then I would make a comment and get my opinion. And then someone else would give their comments. And so it, it's always this back and forth. But now we have a very organized way that you tackle a problem. You really, we all ask questions to, to get to the root problem, not just what it is on the surface. And it's almost never <laughs> what it is on the surface. And then we have one round of discussion. So everyone knows that they are they are seen and heard as far as their opinion. It's not a debate back and forth. There's no politicking. And then one person's left to solve it. But the, the key is that everyone's seen and heard. And we all know that we're on the same path forward. That's been one of the biggest things about our systems in, as far as making moves forward is we really can tackle the issues. We, we solve them right then. And then if, if it turns out that we didn't solve it correctly, <laughs> it didn't work, it, no one's upset about it because we, we all know that, hey, we all tried the best. And then we kind of move on and we resolve it a different way if we need to. So yeah, I think uh, the, the being able to, to be open and frank and not have to worry about distractions uh, makes the offset stuff key. I can't tell you how much I appreciate both of you coming on to talk about this with me here today because I think there are so many folks that are like, man, where do you even start? And I love this top down where do we want to be in a decade and and come up with a meaningful, logical way of working towards that big picture? And I think insights like this are just so valuable to everybody that listens. So thank you both for joining today and being a part of this conversation. I think it's great food for thought for our entire profession. 
Yeah, thanks for having us. I was going to say one other thing. I know that uh, Matt and I have bigger practices, both of us, but I think that these are good tools, even if you have a small practice, just as ways to kind of start organizing a plan for moving forward. Any parting words of advice from you, Matt, in terms of where to start? Read, uh, read, read the book Traction if you're interested in that, and they'll even give you some other things. Uh, it's called the, This EOS Life is another book, but it really describes why we do it. We do it to have a good quality of life as well as having a good business and you know, be compensated like you should. It really becomes kind of a lifestyle where I'm, I'm doing less but feeling better <laughs> and, and things are moving better, but I'm actually having to physically do less. So is it is a doctor? More. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I would just encourage people that to find a system that works, start early, be organized and think long-term and, and break it down into shorter term goals. And um, you'll, uh, you'll get where you're going. That's fantastic. Thank you both so much for joining me for this conversation. This has been so much fun.